Welcome to episode 122 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm Brian Cristiano alongside Rob Cressy. This is the full interview with Nick Darling, Executive Vice President of Major League Ultimate. This is the uncut version that has questions we didn't ask about in the 100th episode. But before we get into that, Rob's got a tip for the audience. So this one you guys certainly have heard before, but I attribute a ton of my success to the way that I start my day. And having a morning routine is absolutely paramount to your success, especially with this digital world that we all live in, with looking at our phones, checking emails, doing all of that stuff. How about priming yourself for success? So, for example, for me, I go an hour and a half in the morning for my morning routine before I even look at a cell phone. That means getting up, reading, meditating, writing, reading my goals, journaling all of these different things and people can always come up with an excuse for why they don't have time for a morning routine but guess what you have to change in your mind and say listen the way that you start your day is gonna lead to the success that you're gonna have for the rest of the day no difference brian than you on race day you're just not gonna go to a a big race and be like oh by the way i didn't eat anything this morning your body's gonna be at zero the exact same thing happens for us in everyday life. So do the things that say, all right, I got my mind right. I've got my body right. And boom, move forward. And guess what? I notice a substantial difference on the days where I don't do my morning routine versus the days that I do. And you don't have to do an hour and a half like I do. I've just become a robot that way because I've just a series of steps that I continue to do to, to build success into my life. But I just highly, highly recommend to all of you people out there, start a morning routine, even if it's just 10 minutes of doing something before you look at your phone. Don't make that the first thing that you think about. And you know what? I've heard this before. You are your habits. So if you've got good habits, man, you're going to do good things. So that's an awesome tip, and I like it. I live by it. So let's get into the interview with Nick. Nick, man, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Congrats on the uh, on the century mark. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty crazy. It happened really quickly, and uh, congrats to you guys. How many years has the league been in existence? We started in the fall of 2012, so... Uh... We've been around for a bit now, had four seasons, and going into our fifth here in 2017, so that's pretty fa- exciting. That's fantastic, man. And just for people that might not know, what's the quick elevator pitch on Major League Ultimate MLU? So we're professional Ultimate Frisbee. We basically took one of the biggest and fastest growing team sports in the world and said, what if we made this something that people could watch? And so that's kind of the, uh, the baseline idea. We have eight teams, four on each coast. Uh, and we play uh, basically just a short 10-game season right now in stadiums, maybe in a city near you. So that's that's pretty much it. That's awesome, man. So one of the things I want to get your perspective on is growing a, a league and an organization, a sports league. It's obviously a very difficult task regardless, but my question to you is, do you think that this time, you know, 2012 to now and moving forward, there's more opportunity for you to do this and it's than it would have been 25, 30 years ago, being that the marketplace is shifted to fragmented media and so forth? I think I would say that yes in some ways and no in others. Uh, I think yes because the tools and you know the opportunity to, to 
get your content out and your the word out and to cover what you're doing are so much better and so much cheaper, frankly, and easier. And so that provides a great opportunity to tell people uh, about the sport, about the league, to attract attention, to attract engagement. However, the space is very noisy. You know, there's a lot going on in the media space. There's a lot competing for people's attention on social media, uh, in video, and you have to be able to to break through that. So there's, you know, what were how many channels were there 35, 40 years ago, right? How many places were there to watch something? And now uh, there's uh, pretty much infinite places to watch things. So there's a, I think there's a little bit of both. But I will say that I don't think the way that we approach this, that we could have still been around five years after starting uh, in that space. We, you know, we're very much a product of today's environment. And so from a sports business and a sports marketing perspective of what you guys have done over the last four years or so, um, where are where do you see the biggest opportunities that have allowed you to continue to grow the organization and the league? Well, I think the big opportunity that sort of kept things rolling and turning over is that we are able to reach an audience that is uh, coveted, right? We're reaching a millennial kind of engaged audience and we're reaching them at a point where they're really passionate so these are people who you know over time they love this game they love uh the team that they support and we're able to connect those people with brands that they would also care about and be interested in and that's really where the primary opportunity is there's certainly good opportunity on the event side you know we provide a product for people to go and see the ticket prices are in the right range good family thing but the big like blue sky kind of opportunity is really in those relationships we're starting to build uh, with brands and with our with our fans. So let me ask you another question then on the brand side of things, right? Because we've had a lot of conversations, you know, in past episodes and then in interviews that we've done today for this episode about brands are trying to figure out like what's the next opportunity. And we've talked about things like esports, other upcoming more fringe opportunities in sports. Obviously, you guys are, you know, out there pitching to bring these sponsorships on board because of that leverage. But in all honesty, whether it's MLU or some other more up-and-coming, smaller fringe sport that's growing, what should brands be thinking about so that they can utilize this as an opportunity and not be afraid of it because it's different from what they've done 10 years ago? Yeah, I mean, I think that's an interesting question. I think, and that's the challenge we have all the time when we're having these conversations. I think that brands need to recognize that the space has changed considerably, that the fragmentation of the audience is both a negative in terms of having to have more channels to reach people, but also a positive in that you're able to reach a demo much more directly and much more where they care the most. And, you know, what sports like us offer is an opportunity to get involved in the sports space in a very direct and personal way at a price point that is obviously significantly different from what you're dealing with when you're dealing with the four major sports, obviously. Um, And that, you know, that point right now is, and I think what's interesting, what a lot of the brands talk about when we talk to them is the point we're at right now is a point where they get an opportunity to uh, make it's, I wouldn't want to call it a bet, but they're making a calculated 
risk investment in a company that is in a growth stage. Hmm. And, and by doing that, they're able to link their brand to our growth and to grow right alongside of it. It provides obviously great value in any deal that we put together uh, as we're successful, but it also provides in the long term a feedback loop. And Red Bull's done this really well, where they support these fringe sports and then in turn the fans of those sports and the people who play them, the people who are invested in the sports, see that brand as supporting their passion and right. see them as not just something that's linked in a consumer way, but as actually lifting the sport up and helping it grow. And that's the opportunity that's different from getting involved on a, on a bigger level or getting involved in, in some of the other spaces you might invest your money. Nick, what do you think the best opportunities are for you guys for marketing in 2017? In terms of uh, in in terms of this relationship with brands, is- just just in general, you, you want to be you guys want to obviously be growing, engaging uh, more fans, growing your customer base. So, where do you think the best opportunities are from a marketing perspective? Knowing that there's always new platforms coming on board, there's always new opportunities for you guys to get your voice out there and build that genuine connection. You know, there's a, always a lot of new stuff coming out there, and we track all this and and keep on it. I think we're really you know, obviously heavy invested in video itself. Live video is becoming a more and more important part of what we're doing uh, as we're able to reach the audience directly when and where they are. Uh, So we are focused a lot on that and investigating new ways of delivering that. And in the end, you know, it comes down to whether we can find the kind of correct partners to elevate us, right? We're at a certain level where most of what we do is organic. Most of what we do is is very much driven by just hard work from all the people here in the office. There's not huge budgets behind things. And it's those partner relationships and the spaces that they're working in where we can take the brand and elevate it to the next level. Nick, listen, man, it's uh, it's very exciting. And I'm excited to see what you guys do with it in 2017, both for the growth of MLU, but then also from how you're going to continue to integrate sponsors and and obviously continue to be also a media company simultaneously. So very excited for that. Um, really appreciate you coming on episode 100, man. It's uh, it's exciting to have you on and we thank you for your perspective and hopefully the audience got something out of it. If anybody's interested or they were uh, an ultimate uh, player in college or something, where can they find you guys? You can get us at mlultimate.com or majorleagueultimate.com if you like more typing. <laughs> um, and we're also all over the you know social media, YouTube, etc. Uh, you can find me at, at Nick Darling as well on Twitter, um, where I am intermittently active. On the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the interwebs. Well, listen, Nick, man, we really appreciate you coming on, giving your perspective, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll talk to you soon and follow up in 2017. Uh, thanks for having me. You guys are doing a good show here, and I hope uh, hope it goes another couple hundred. So, thanks, looking Nick. forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, man. <laughs>